Listener Production. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Hello and welcome to the Dream Club. Each week we go deep into the going-ons in culture and this week... We are going to talk about those Asian hate crimes in the US. It's super uncomfortable, but it is a super important conversation. And if you want entertainment, we'll tell you about our favourite new podcast that isn't just the Dream Club. Yeah, we're going to talk about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want to tell you about one of my most favourite interviews that I've ever done with Mick Fleetwood. Fleetwood Mac, they've been around forever. But I still love the bangers, Linda. They're I the just, original dreamers, man. They're they are the OG dreamers. I cannot wait. You know, Lindy, one of my favourite things about this podcast is hearing what people think of it. Uh, we've been getting some really wonderful messages, so please send them through. Slide into our DM. Slide it. That's your permission to go on and get right on in there. Um, so we got this beautiful one from Phoebe Lee. Listening to you girls while I run. Okay, bragging, Phoebe. Uh, so many lols. Hard to catch my breath. Thanks for getting me out the door. Love listening to you both. Please never stop. The good news is we never stop. The mic's always on. <laughs> Can I say a special hello to someone that is my compadre, Beth, who's hit us up on the Dream Club podcast on Instagram saying, love this podcast, ladies. Always brings a smile to my face on my commute home from work. Linda, I have BO from my left but not my right underarm. I also grow underarm hair only on that side. Beth, that is so Yes. Funny. Say hello to all of your one-armed sweaters out there. One I am a right arm. One-armed stinkers. I'm a right arm <laughs> stinker. Like a, Beth is a left Irish arm. Band. <laughs> <laughs> One arm stinker. Let's get into it, Lindy. Brooke and Linda's Dream Club. The first thing we're going to talk about is possibly one of the biggest stories and one that I find really upsetting and also not that surprising, and it is the rise of Asian hate crimes. So probably by now you would have seen the Atlanta, Georgia shooting that has happened in the last week. It happened across three different massage parlours. A 21-year-old white man opened fire and murdered eight people, six of them of Asian-American descent. The authorities have said that they can't put this down as a hate crime. And if you're wondering why, what could possibly be the reasoning behind this? The Cherokee County Sheriff Officer's spokesman, Captain Jay Barker, said this in response. He was pretty much fed up and then kind of at the end of his rope and, um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him and this is what he did. So, Lindy, people would have seen, you know, over the last few weeks, few months, I guess probably since President Trump or former President Trump was calling um, coronavirus, the China virus, a rise mm. in Asian hate crimes, in attacks against Asian people. I've seen those videos on um, Instagram and Facebook like everyone else, you know, these um, older Asian people um, getting attacked by young people on the streets. It's so heartbreaking. It is so violent. And it's its just really, really tough. Um, I saw all of the posts popping up over the weekend saying, you know, stop Asian hate. Um, if you've ever used any of these services, if you've consumed this, if you, you know, eat this sort of food, then, you know, step up. Now is the time to step up. I 
felt so weird and so uncomfortable about um, how to approach it, what to say, what to do, because I didn't want to look like I was virtue signaling. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I deplore racism in any form. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, I just won't, will not accept it. No, thanks. Not for me. As I quite often say, oh, no, 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 not, not for, for me. me. Not for me. But then I was thinking this is probably what people thought um, during the Black Lives Matter stuff. Yeah. And not knowing what to say or not wanting to seem like they're jumping on a bandwagon or, or virtue signaling, basically. And I did send you a text to check in because yeah. I, I remember being really affected by, you know, the broader conversations around race last year and every time they happen, basically. And... Um, I, I said to you, you know, are you okay? Have you been resting? You know, mm. are you thinking about it? I don't know what I should do. And so I guess I really just wanted to ask, like, what do you think people like me or people who care um, should be doing during this time? Is it the same as the Black Lives Matter stuff? Like, should we be meeting it with the same sort of um, with, with the same sort of response? I think that was really nice when you checked in because I did feel like I was being swallowed up into a news cycle and you kind of want to contribute to it, but you also want to check in because I have a lot of older Asian relatives, like all my family that are in really vulnerable positions, really quite elderly that are all in Malaysia. So what should people do? I think acknowledge that it's a real thing. I think acknowledge that it's not something that has just sparked up in the last couple of weeks because it's some trending topic acknowledge that it's something that has gained, that has snowballed in this last year because mm. of the leader of America largely calling coronavirus the China virus. Uh, but it extends beyond that. It's been going on for not only years, it's been going on for decades and centuries. You can have a look at history, mm. look up the murders of people like Vincent Chen, which happened in Michigan, I think, back in the early 80s. You look back at, like, the Chinese extremists and the immigration movements that outlawed immigration from Asia into America throughout the early 1900s. Like, these are things that have been going on and now there are people speaking up about it and it is very parallel to mm. the Black Lives Matter movement. Do you know, I remember as a child um, hearing people say stuff like Asian invasion, like in the 90s, yeah. you know, things, that sort of rhetoric spouted by um uh, Pauline Hansen and others and, you know, oh, like spot the Aussie and that sort of thing and feeling really, really affronted by it and really, really upset because, you know, if people are racist towards one group, then you know what they're going to be saying about Aboriginal people yeah. as soon as I'm not there. Yeah. And I just want to clarify as well, like, so for people who think that this is just a problem that's in the US, um, here are some stats that are a little bit closer to home. So, um, 84.5% of Asian Australians reported at least one instance of discrimination last year, and that's according to an ANU survey of 3,000 people. 3,795 self-reports of anti-Asian hate incidents between March 2020 and February 2021, that's in America. 68% um, of those incidents are targeted towards women versus 29% uh, for men. And so obviously it's a real gendered issue as well. And I read that those statistics um, on Women's Agenda, which is an excellent Instagram page if you want to go and check it out. So uh, this isn't something that's just happening on a far offshore. Like this is something that's happening here. And we should, um, you know, we should all be offended by um, 
by people who think that they are better than another group of people for no other reason than where they were born or where their parents were born or the colour of their skin or the food that they eat at home or the languages that they speak. Even when you were talking just then, like, stuff happened to me last year when I was, like, going to the supermarket where people didn't want to come near me and there was a woman that came and attacked me when I was at Coles one morning. Like, it's, it's a real thing and it's really upsetting. Yeah, that upsets me. That upsets me a lot. I guess like in a positive note, on a positive note that we are starting to see more complex Asian characters being played in Hollywood films and of course we love Jimmy Woo in WandaVision. He was a star. Give him a show. Give him a show. Praise him. Praise Crazy Rich Asians. Praise us opening up to a more wider vision, a more wonder vision <laughs> of the world. Let's go and live in wonder vision. <laughs> so the next thing I want to get into is the entertainment value of fiction podcasting, Brookie. You oh, know that gimme, gimme, I'm gimme. a fan of a great fiction podcast. You are so thirsty for fiction podcasts. It makes me sick. No, it <laughs> It makes you listen to one in every 10 that I recommend to yes, you is exactly, what happens. Exactly. But this one that I'm recommending is very exciting. It's called Soft Voice. Hello, my name is Lydia. Hello, Lydia. Said Soft Voice. My name is Soft Voice. Lydia was a 25-year-old estate agent working in London. To be successful, it was essential for Lydia to follow Soft Voice's rules. Wake up, make a gratitude list. Three, two, one, cold shower. Stop scrolling. Soft Voice had always been there for Lydia. Am I boring? You are cheerful. Two million pounds plus two million pounds. Is that four million pounds? Correct. But one day... Soft Voice left. This is a new podcast series that has come out via the amazing people at Q Code. So here, here we go. You <laughs> ready for me to get Here we go. Nerdy? All yeah, right, do you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to put my feet up for the next 20 minutes while Linda talks about Q Code. But some of them are excellent. This is the thing. You know when you go for a walk and you're on your commute home and you're like, Lindy, I love you, but I don't feel like the news cycle this afternoon. I don't feel like ingesting and having to be educated when I'm listening. So I just want to be entertained. I want a rich tapestry of sounds. I want characters. I want to watch a blockbuster movie in my mind. (laughs) That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. That's what Q Code Media does so well. They are an American company that are essentially taking all of your favourite actors, throwing them into their own wardrobes with a microphone and getting them to star in these incredibly written and produced podcasts. So there have been so many that I've smashed through. And if you haven't, go back, listen to The Left Right Game, listen to Ghost Tape, listen to Carrier. Carrier Carrier was the one that that made me fall in love with them. It stars Cynthia Erivo. The sound production is incredible. Now, when I first listened to that one, That's I remember the highest possible. I remember by the way. going for a walk and s- screaming over my shoulder because I actually thought there was an old man in a truck coming to crash into me. Like it is that well produced, but they've just put out a new one. What I love about it is it's these three young, amazing actors starring in Soft Voice. It's Olivia Cook, who's in Sound of Metal, that has just been nominated for an Oscar. It stars Naomi Scott and Belle Powley. So these young cool girls that all live in London and they are all recording this on Zoom, like looking at each other so they can act properly. And it's the story of... Well, it's the story of a young woman who has this voice, this inner monologue that just dominates 
every single part of her life. And so it sort of gives her advice. It's like, do this, don't do that. Don't go out with this guy. I know you've got a crush on this guy. I think <laughs> the part that I was like, oh, yeah, you got me now. She's like, don't go out with a barista, go out with a barrister. You need someone who's a bit boring. You need you can't go out with a hot Australian tattered up bar- barista. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, then there was the part where she's like choosing yogurt. Anyway, this voice dominates everything. So far, I've only listened to the first episode, uh, which is I think all they're There's doing. There's only one episode out right now. They're doing one episode right a week or something. And at the end of the first episode, the voice goes silent and the girl absolutely loses it. The sound quality is amazing, isn't it? Like as someone who is into sound, as you are. I am into sound. It's my fetish. You're horny for sound. I'm horny for sound. (laughs) I'm horny for your mukbangs. I'm horny for your ASMRs. And I'm horny for a well-produced podcast. Whiz bang. (laughs) We should do a mukbang. I would love that. (laughs) Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano's Dream Club. Linda Mariano, bringing you the Dream Club. So one of the most, I don't know, fulfilling, enriching, lovely interviews I've ever done. My ears are burning, Brooke. (laughs) Are you talking about me again? (laughs) Um, uh, Well, obviously, you first. um, But then second to that was Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac. Um, And I've only just done it in the last couple of weeks. So I spoke to him because they're about to release um, a cinema version, a a film uh, about a concert they did last year to celebrate the music of Peter Green. Um, But I ended up having the most wonderful chat with him. And it just got me thinking, you know, this is a band that's been around for, for, what, five decades. And there have been so many iterations of this band And they've still managed to keep the spirit of Fleetwood Mac throughout it all. There's one stat in particular that I think um, sort of sums up our Australian uh, view of Fleetwood Mac. When uh, when Rumours was released... um, So this is 1977. They're about 11 albums in by this stage, I think. Yeah, and there's 14 million people in Australia, okay, Uh like the entire population. One million copies were sold here alone. Isn't that incredible? Oh, the music speaks volumes, Brooke. It does speak volumes. And do you know what else speaks volumes? That Mick Fleetwood now calls himself the king of TikTok. Stevie Nicks has got a TikTok. Because of the skateboard Because of the skateboarding guy. And I just was thinking, like, why do they have such an enduring legacy? Like, why do you think their music just penetrates every single generation. My hand is up. I am ready to talk about Fleetwood Mac. Yes, okay. Linda. So Fleetwood Mac are hands down one of my favourite bands of all time. We talk about the combination of Stevie Nicks, Mick Fleetwood, Lindsay Buckingham on guitar. It's just incredible. And Peter Green, of course, the founder of mm. the band. There is a combination of rhythm and melody, right, in mm. pop music. And Fleetwood Mac nail it in all of their big hits, of which there are so So many. many. We can't even begin to talk about them. Everywhere, Little Lies, Dreams, Tusk, like all of it in there. Their rhythm section is so tight yet so warm. Please don't take those words out of context. (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that. But there there is a warmth to their rhythm section that I think is unsurpassed by any band and 
their melody writing, their songwriting is so elite and out of this world. And then you couple that with the sentiments that they're writing about. Like Dreams is one of the greatest songs of all time. And the thing is, Brooke, this has been the song that has been on my wedding funeral, like everything list. And now I'm scared that I can't use it because I feel like it's going to once again be the most overexposed song because now everyone loves it again. Yeah, but it means something different to every person. Uh, and I think true. that that's the beauty of it is that there's so much vulnerability in those lyrics mm. and they were all living so fast and loose and writing music together. And you're right. Like I said, the lyrics, they just cut through. And so I thought, what am I going to ask this man? I've got 10 minutes with him. Um, oh my to gosh, talk where do you begin, Brookie? I know. So I had had this giant list of questions. Actually, I think I might have had 15 minutes. We ended up speaking for nearly 40 minutes, just having a yarn. Right. Okay. And this was for the Today Show. So what questions were you asking him? I was asking him questions like, do you regret anything? What would you go back and ask your ask yourself or tell yourself 30 years ago? You know, uh, he was talking about advice that his father had given him. It was so lovely. Anyway, here is my favourite part of the chat. It's almost more important to me than, than the music, was, was, was the life and the connect and the contact and, and the exchange that happened with people enjoying what we've all been able to do. And that goes for anyone who's creative and if you do something it's like someone says hey you did a great interview or maybe you you write I don't know all the details of what what you do and you get feedback it's just that's the magic stuff and it doesn't you know you can't pay for it but you can feel it and I just think that it's so wonderful that after all of these years all of this success all of that fame not only does he have a little bit of extra time to have a good yarn when it comes up um, that he also went out of his way to film a message for my grandfather because you know how my <gasps> no, nan's been he sick. Didn't. Yes, he did. Listen to this. Hey, Gordon, uh, it's Mick Fleetwood. I'm gathering from Brooke that we met at, at the Fleetwood Mac show. So hello again. And uh, I also gathered that you were m- more than focused on what was happening that evening, and that makes me feel really good. I want to send my love to you. Uh, thank you for your musical uh, support. And uh, I say that uh, Brooke did a, a very handsome job on her interview. You'd be proud of her. And uh, we're, we're all planning and plotting for the hope that uh, I'll be able to come down and play there uh, before too very long. So take care and lots of love to you and uh, be well. Doesn't that just melt your heart? Oh. Mick Fleetwood. Yes. I took my grandfather to see Fleetwood Mac, not last year, but the year before. And um, I looked over at him and he was crying. He had tears running down his face. And I think, you know, those are the moments. That's what sort of life is about. And that's what Fleetwood Mac does. It sort of brings together different generations, but it makes us all feel like a little bit more connected or something. Mm. And so that's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's no science in it, Lindy. It's all heart. Dream Club. Choose a Fleetwood Mac album and listen start to finish. Never trust a fart. You never know what it might end up being. Play with fire. Don't wash the piece of fruit. Just eat it. Your toothbrush before brushing your teeth. Don't 
So my uh, Dream Club update this week, my little DNM for you, is about older people and the way that we think of them, the way that we interact with them. I had the loveliest lasagna last week with one of my very good friends, Kirsty Clements, and I was just like, geez, I'm happy. Geez, I'm <laughs> grateful for your friendship. And she gives me advice about things uh, that, you know, none of my friends our age can can give me. So she used to be the editor of Vogue. She's had this incredible career. She is having this incredible career. She's a writer. She's so worldly. And she has experience that we don't have. I mean, she's been married for, you know, however many years. She's got twins. She's been through lots of career, um, like big career moments. And you get perspectives from older people that you just don't get from people your own age. So you know what I say? Go out and make friends with someone who's older than you. You are absolutely right. I was just thinking about the person that I turn to when I need advice, particularly career stuff or if I'm umming and ahhing or feeling like I've got this real inner critic that's coming out. And it's my friend Kumi who is almost 10 years older than me. So it's like, hello, future smart, wise Hello, woman. future me. And Tell then she's me things. Like, I am a robot sent back from the future to save you I and am the your world soft voice. from certain destruction. Yes. And I can't tell you what decisions to make, but I can guide you away from the dark side. And that is what she does. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know what I'm dreaming about this week, Brooke? Tell me. I was extremely cooped up, like a lot of people because of all of the rainsery moments over the weekend. The (laughs) rainsery. So I was cooped up in my bedroom. And what do you do when you are cooped up and you're not going to leave the house? I decided to face my wardrobe and Mary Kondo it. Oh, okay. 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 So what I did was I was... I segmented it out. I went through the drawers. I looked at everything that was hanging up. I was like, too many jackets, too many shirts, too many pants. Pants for years, Linda. (laughs) Went through it. How many pairs of pants does one woman need? I know. And you know what I ended up doing? And this is, I need you to like pull me out of this, out of the grasp that my clothes have on me, which is that I ended up not giving any of it away, not putting any of it into the big bags that I'd assigned by the floor of my wardrobe. I just ended up trying everything on and being like, this blazer will work. And oh, gosh, can't wait to pull out this bat-winged shirt in another lifetime. And let me ask you one question. Where are all of these clothes now, Linda? They are all over the floor, all over the dresser, hanging over a mic stand. There's things hanging off the back of chairs. It, has lo- it looks like there has been, and I want to bring this term back, an upchuck situation. <laughs> up-chuck. It looks upchuck. It looks like my closet has upchucked. Upchuck all of my clothes. Upchuck, give me some more. Upchuck. So I need help tidying. I'm dreaming of that. That is going to be my task. Maybe when I get home today, I say that with an upturned inflection because I'm hoping. I'm dreaming that I will get around to the proper tidying. Look, I'm quiet because I'm jealous and also I know that there's a big old pile of clothes all looking at me when I get home and walk through the door as well. So uh, upchuck are us, that's <laughs> what I say. We'll be back next Wednesday, but until then, join our Dream Club and follow us at the Dream Club Podcast on Instagram. And tag us in a pic. Please show us where you are listening from and tell your friends. Or else. 
or else. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and leave us a cheeky review. Ding Very ding. cheeky, please. Cheeky. Hey, hey. Hey. If you feel like I'm the gas man, <laughs> soft voice. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, go. Listener.